The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am unsure if you're aware of this or not. Hopefully you are. I am writing a book. It is called The Missing Link, The Essential Guide to Improve Your Walking, Balance, and Strength for People with Multiple Sclerosis. In this book, I have 10 chapters and an FAQ. And the general gist of the book is to give MS-specific exercises and strategies that can give you a renewed sense of hope and empowerment that these are the exercises that can actually make a change in your symptoms. They can improve your walking, improve your balance, reduce your fatigue, and most importantly, just help you feel more confident in your day-to-day life. So I have chapters on what is MS, where I review the basics like diagnosis, types of MS and causes. I also have chapters on managing symptoms like bowel and bladder, fatigue, foot drop, heat intolerance, sensory changes. I talk about neuroplasticity and how even with a progressive disease, you actually can get stronger and improve your mobility. We also talk about ways to modify your exercises so that if you're having a day where exercise just doesn't seem doable, or at least your normal exercise routine isn't doable for you. You can modify any exercise so that you actually can do it that day. I also discuss ways that you can measure your progress at home. We talk about true relapses versus pseudo relapses, mobility aids, being consistent. And this week I just submitted my full first draft. And one thing that I am doing in every chapter is at the very end of the chapter, I am providing resources. So if you want to learn more about that specific topic that we discussed in that chapter, you will have some resources. And some of the resources in each of the chapters are various podcast episodes. I have a stash of my podcast episodes from the past, and I was searching through them to find one on foot drop or drop foot. and. I couldn't find one. I know that we've talked about foot drop in podcast episodes, but it didn't hit me until just the other day that I actually don't have a single podcast episode where foot drop is the main topic. And this was so surprising to me because foot drop is one of the biggest symptoms that my clients struggle with. And so it just blows my mind that we have been recording podcasts for about a year and a half now and not one was designated to just foot drops. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to cover things like what is foot drop? What are other terms for it? What causes it? And what exercises can you do to improve it? 
So let's first start off with foot drop. I'm assuming that most of my listeners know what it is, but every now and then I will get a message from a missing link member or on my social media page asking what it is, which tells me that it's not self-explanatory. A lot of people might not know what it is. Foot drop is when your foot or ankle drops specifically when you are walking or moving around. And oftentimes this causes tripping or falls, which is why it's pretty dangerous. Other terms for foot drop are drop foot, foot slap, and foot drag. Now, these actually all present slightly different, but the reason for them is the same. So the cause of foot drop, drop foot, foot slap, foot drag, all of it is tightness in your calf muscle. So your calf works to raise your heel. And when your heel raises, if you're picturing yourself in either a seated or a standing position and you raise your heel, your foot drops down, your toes are lower than your heel. That is the exact position of foot drop. So since the calf muscles goal is to pull your heel up when the calf muscle is tight, it pulls the heel up and causes your toes to go down. So that is one big cause of foot drop. And another cause is weakness in the front of your ankle. So when the front of your ankle is nice and strong and it activates, it lifts your toes up. So it's the opposite of your heel coming up, your toes come up instead. So when you have weakness there, it can be really challenging to lift your toes because you don't have the appropriate strength. Let's go back to some of those terms that I discussed. Foot drop and drop fit are essentially the same thing. It's when you're walking, your foot drops. And this can look one of two ways. One, as your leg is moving forward, you go to lift your ankle and it does lift, but it doesn't have the strength or endurance to maintain the lift. So then it drops. And when that happens, usually your toes will land first. So when you put your foot on the ground, you're going to land with your toes first, which is not ideal. The other way that foot drop or drop foot can present is your foot never lifts. So you have to bend your knee even more to try to lift your leg, but your toes just stay down the whole time. And then you either land on your toes or a flat foot. That is classic foot drop or drop foot. And again, it's an indication that there's tightness in the calf muscles and or weakness in the front of the ankle. Foot slap is slightly different. Foot slap is when you can hear yourself walking. You can hear your toes just slapping on the ground with every single step. That is called foot slap. It's a form of foot drop. It's the same cause. It's still the calf tightness and still the weakness in the front of your ankle but it shows that there's even less endurance because your ankle is not at all able to maintain the position where your toes are out there, just immediately falling, meaning there is no endurance in those muscles. So you can hear yourself slapping your feet with every step. Those of you who have foot slap know who you are. You might be saying right now, like, yes, that's me. I didn't know there was a name for it. And the other type of foot drop is foot drag. So foot drag is an indication that you might have no strength at all in your ankle or so much tightness that it's overpowering the strength that you do have. And you're not able to lift your leg up off of the ground at all. Your foot just drags the whole way. 
This is the type of foot drop that is often going to scuff the toe box of your shoe. And you might wear through your shoes very quickly. Now that can happen with any form of foot drop, but with true foot drag, you are dragging your foot on the ground for most of that movement of bringing your leg forward. I have had lots of clients where it's not the full movement. They only drag for half the movement or just at the end. Regardless, there is some component of dragging, not just dropping or slapping. Now, the good news is that you don't really need to know what form you have. As a physical therapist, I think it's really interesting to differentiate it because with some of those types, we might focus more on strength, whereas with others, we might focus more on endurance or more on stretching. Oftentimes, though, you're all going to focus on the same ones. It just might be a little bit heavier focus in one area or the other. With that said, it, again, it doesn't matter which one you have. Exercises that you can do to reduce foot drop are stretching your calf. So remember one cause was tightness in the calf. So if you can stretch your calf and release the tension there, that is one really great way to reduce foot drop. Another way is to strengthen the muscles on the front of your ankle. So if you remember one cause was weakness in the front of our ankle. So if you're weak there, we want to strengthen it. Exercises to reduce foot drop, foot slap, foot drag is usually an equal combination of stretching the calf muscles. And there's lots of different stretches that you can do for that. If you're in the missing link, we've got lots of them in there in the form of individual videos and in full exercise classes. And then for strengthening, you're going to want to strengthen the front of your ankle. Again, we've got tons of those in the missing link. However, there's one more component that is integral, and this is true for all exercises, but especially foot drop. You might be an avid calf stretcher, an avid strengthener of the front of your ankle, but you're still noticing foot drop or foot slap or foot drag. And if that's the case, it's because your brain and spinal cord and nerves do not have the same carryover as someone who doesn't have MS, meaning for someone without MS, just simply stretching their calf and strengthening the front of their ankle is enough to then reduce their foot drop when they're walking. But when you have MS, that carryover isn't there, meaning there is an extremely important piece that you need to implement into your exercise routine to actually see a reduction in foot drop foot slap, foot drag. And that is practicing putting your heel down first when you're walking. As I mentioned earlier, one sure way that you know you have foot drop is if your toes slap first or if you're dragging your foot. So practice walking, whether it's just one single step or a few steps in a row, practice walking and placing your heel down first not your toes, not the forefoot, not the midfoot, your heel. Now this might be really, really challenging, but that's okay. If it is, it just means that it's even better of an exercise for you to do consistently, but practice putting your heel down first. You can even practice this in a seated position where you're sitting up tall and you lift your leg up and move it forward and place your heel down and then bring your leg back. And then there are other weird things that can happen with the ankle where Maybe it's not just foot drop or foot slap or foot drag, but your ankle is rolling in or it's rolling out. That's another very common symptom. And in that case, you're going to want to stretch or strengthen 
the sides of your ankles as well. However, most of the time, it takes a while to build up the flexibility and the strength that you need to truly reduce foot drop. So in the meantime, there are two other exercises that you can do when you're walking to reduce your foot drop. The first one is bending your knee. The more you are able to bend your knee, the more your foot can drop, but it won't scuff the ground because you have more clearance. Your foot is going to be higher off of the ground because your knee is bending more. Therefore, even if your toes are all the way down, you still shouldn't scuff the ground with your toes. You still may land with your toes, but at least it should be a little bit safer because you're clearing the floor easily, meaning there's just way more space between the floor and your foot. The other thing that you can do is lift your knee more. So bring your knee up towards the ceiling more. And usually it has to be a combination of bending your knee and lifting your knee more. If you only try to lift your knee more, if you just try to bring your knee up towards the ceiling, you're probably still going to scuff your foot. It has to start with bending your knee more and bending your knee. We've had a whole episode on this. Bending your knee is one of the most challenging exercises and movements for my clients, but just keep in mind that any amount of bending your knee is going to be helpful. It doesn't need to be a ton higher than what you're normally able to do. Honestly, even a few centimeters can make a big difference or an inch or two. So just do the best you can just focus on implementing that as one of your exercises. The final thing that you might want to consider when working on improving your foot drop, we've talked about some strengthening and stretching exercises for your ankle. We've talked about improving your knee bending and your knee lifting, but when you are spending more time bending your knee and lifting your knee, that also means that you are standing on one leg for a longer amount of time. So practicing single leg balance or weight shifting, or even core strengthening can be integral. So even though the main goal here is to reduce foot drop. There's tons of exercises that you can do. So many people ask me, what's one exercise I can do to improve foot drop? And I could give you one, but it's really a whole body approach. Yes, we need to improve the ankle, but we also need to improve the knee and the hip and the core and balance in order for your foot drop to improve. And that's how I like to approach my work with all of my clients is full, whole body, not just where the issue is. We never want to just chase random symptoms. We want to look at what are all the reasons this is happening and give exercises for all of those different areas, not just the primary area of focus. I hope this episode gives you confidence that there are lots of exercises that you can do and lots of strategies that you can implement throughout your day to reduce foot drop. You are definitely not alone. This is one of the most common symptoms that my clients have in some way, shape, or form. Some have very severe foot drops. Some have very, very little. Some don't have it at all and anywhere in between. So you're not alone, but there's lots of exercises you can do. As I mentioned, if you need guidance with these exercises or you're having a hard time visualizing them just from hearing me talk about it, all of these exercises are in the missing link. They each have their own individual video where I demonstrate and explain exactly what to do, what it should feel like, how you'll know if you're doing it correctly versus incorrectly. And then we also have lots of classes where we implement these exercises together. 
And those classes are about 30 minutes. If you want more information on the missing link, or if you feel like it would be a good fit for you, check the show notes. There is going to be a link there where you can get a sense of what the program looks like, what it would feel like. And I hope to see you in our missing link community soon. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast. <laughs>